Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Colorado Health Coach. Hello, my name is Elizabeth and I am the Colorado Health Coach. For those of you who are new, welcome and for those of you returning, welcome back to another episode. Before we dive on in to the topic of today, we are going to be starting the episode with our ahas appreciations and insights from this past week. So long time and some people I was extremely close with and it's just really sad seeing how far we've drifted apart and other people it's just really nice seeing that they're doing well and you know stuff like that and I don't know I'm just appreciating the people that I still do have in my life the people who are continuously by my side the people who have my back my best interest at heart the people who keep it real who are going to tell me like it is who are not going to be fake about anything and I've just been really thinking about it and it's just really insightful. So I've just been really appreciating and taking all of it in, you know, like all the people that are still around throughout the years who may not be your family, may just be your friends or, you know, maybe your family, but you were extremely close, you know, who knows. But for me, it's just like people who have come and gone out of my life and just reflecting back and seeing and I don't know, I'm... I'm sad about some things and then other things it's it's like oh I'm glad they're doing well you know wish them all the luck in the world I've come to a place of neutrality in regards to them I'm indifferent which is a really good place to be in in my opinion because you're not spiteful towards them hateful towards them or anything like that because that takes energy away from you that takes energy and so does loving them that doesn't suit you you know because obviously they're not in your life so you have to come to a place of neutrality because either way you're giving them your energy unless you're at a place of neutrality at least from my perspective and there's a really crazy amazing quote from Tyler Perry's Medea character of all people and uh, I highly recommend you google it or YouTube it after listening to the podcast because she talks about people and their relationships with you and they, she compares them to a tree. So she's talking about the roots at the bottom being like your close tight-knit friends, your circle, like the people, your ride or dies. Those are the people who you know are going to be with you forever. And then the people who kind of are... Mm, not in your tight-knit circle, but they're kind of like flaky. You could do without them, but they're still your friends. But you know their place in your life. There are certain things that you go, could go to them for and other things you cannot. And, you know, you might not be able to fully rely on them. And it's just one of those things, you know, and that's okay too. And Medea compares them to branches on the tree. And then just the flaky people, the people who are going to stab you in the back, the people who are in your life for a season. She says it way better than I do, but I highly recommend going and listening to it on YouTube because it's so insightful and beautiful. And yeah, Medea of all people, I highly recommend. It's just, uh, it's so relevant and I love it. So before we continue into today's topic, we're going to be discussing sweet and savory swaps. The swap today is going to be potato chips. Most potato chips are artificially flavored and seasoned with an enormous amount of sodium as well as preservatives. Now don't get me wrong, I like everyone else on this planet love a potato chip now and again. However, many of us, including myself prior to becoming a health and life coach, overdo it when it comes to portion sizes. How many of you actually read the nutrition facts on the back of the bag of chips? 
If you do, you'll see the recommended serving size. Please take the serving size into consideration the next time you're reaching for a bag of chips. Now, I'm not trying to stop you from eating chips altogether. That would be insane. But by simply acknowledging the nutrition facts in the bag and keeping that information in mind, healthier choices may arise. By having the suggested serving size, this is the first step towards healthier habits, and you won't have to give up what you enjoy. Another suggestion when it comes to chips is try to avoid snacking on them and try to eat chips with meals exclusively, such as a sandwich, burger, or hot dog. When you're in the mood for chips, just as a snack, I would personally swap them out for baby carrots, bell peppers, and cherry tomatoes. Remember that these are just my personal preferences, so please pick and choose which veggies make you happy and satisfied. Other options include, but of course are not limited to, snap peas, raw broccoli, celery sticks, cucumber slices, pickles, and olives. Some of you might not want to eat these vegetables plain, and I totally understand. After all, variety is the spice of life. To switch up the flavors from time to time, I would recommend eating the carrots, tomatoes, and bell peppers with a hummus or ranch, and eat the celery with peanut butter. But there are so many other options when it comes to changing the flavor profile. I encourage you to do your own research and find what you personally prefer. So with body trends going in and out of fashion every other year, like clothing, it seems, it can be hard to keep up with what is relevant. But I have some great news for you. You don't have to stay relevant in the latest trend. Yes, there is an overall certain beauty standard. This unfortunately will never go away because of social expectations and stigma. But you would be surprised how the quote, perfect body has changed throughout the years. I'm going to briefly go over the different female body trends over the past 100 years. Sorry guys, this section is exclusively for the ladies. However, I believe you deserve an episode specifically dedicated to you. So subscribe and stick around if that is something you're interested in. So in the 1910s, we had the Gibson girl, characterized by her small waist due to the corset, big curls, and Gibson girl Evelyn Nesbitt, credited with being the world's first supermodel. In the 1920s, we got the flapper. This look favored petite women, normally barely reaching five feet tall with little to no cleavage around the bust area. The exact opposite body trend of the exaggerated curves of the Gibson girls just a decade before. The 1930s brought in the era of the soft siren, bringing back a small amount of curves and believe it or not, the weight loss method at the time was the bread diet. No, I'm not joking, the bread diet, in order to achieve slight curves around the frame. In the 1940s, the star-spangled girl was all the rage due to the fashion influences of World War II. Military shoulders became the next big thing. So eventually, looking taller and acquiring a square silhouette was more favorable at this time. In the 1950s, we finally got introduced to the hourglass figure. During this decade, it was curves galore with many outlets selling hip and booty padding to, quote, round out women's figures. I speculate this body trend was blown up during this decade because Playboy magazine and Barbie were both created during this time, which promoted tiny waists and larger chests as the ideal body type. 
In the 1960s, the twig figure was introduced, thanks to global icons like Twiggy, who, just as her name suggests, was extremely thin, weighing a reported 91 pounds and stood at 5 foot 6. During this time, it is also reported that amphetamines were prescribed for weight loss. Needless to say, the androgynous look was in. The 1970s was all about disco, and with that came back curves, but also with a more lean look. Documents show advertisements during this time promoting cigarettes to lose weight. Oh, how the times have changed. This decade was also when Dr. Robert Adkins published his low-carb manifesto, what we now know today as the Adkins diet. The 1980s promoted an Amazonian supermodel figure, like famous rock band Motley Crue famously sang, quote, she's got the looks that kill, end quote, and legs for days to go along with. Sadly, I myself am not blessed in that particular department. The 80s were all about the long legs, and along with that, ushered in a new era of fitness with aerobics and jogging taking off in a big way. During the 90s, thanks to supermodels like Kate Moss, the heroin chic aesthetic became mainstream, first associated with Seattle's grunge music scene. I sadly see this trend slowly creeping back into popularity just based off of what the Kardashians are currently doing to their bodies, but who knows if they are still as influential as they once were in the 2010s. We'll all just have to wait and see. And let's segue into the 2000s when supermodels like Giselle Bündchen reigned supreme and who at the time named her, quote, the most beautiful girl in the world, Rolling Stone magazine. During this point in time, she embodied everything that was body goals, and this was the era of washboard abs and airbrushed tans. And most recently, we just ended the 2010s, not too long ago, but it feels like an eternity ago because of the pandemic. The 2010s, as we all remember, was all about that booty. with influencers and celebrities like Kim Kardashian, J-Lo, Nicki Minaj being living embodiments of this specific body goal. As far as the next speculated body trend, time and time again throughout history, it all starts with celebrities. And what I have recently noticed celebrities doing to their bodies, specifically the Kardashians, if they still have a strong influence over the general public, that is, is that they're reducing their alleged BBLs. And I say alleged because of legal purposes. They're reducing their backsides, their butts, essentially. And I sense we're headed towards the heroin chic modern day era, which I personally am not looking forward to because this entails a body trend of women getting dramatically thin, almost as if borderline ill. But we can only wait and see what transpires. I just hope it isn't headed in that direction because these unrealistic body standards create a toxic self-image, potentially leading to body dysmorphia and or eating disorders, especially when it comes to today's youth. But I will tell you what I personally believe should be the next body trend now until the end of time, basically, and that is self-love. Learning to love your body as it is. And I'm not talking about body positivity, because the body positivity movement has been hijacked and it has been altered into something it was never meant to be. 
Um, that is as far into it as I will discuss in this current episode. But yes, I do believe that self-love should be the forever body trend. Treating your body with love and respect and instead of doing harmful things. And I'm talking about going overboard when it comes to health because there's a pendulum and you can swing too far to one side, either side of the spectrum. As a health and life coach, I want to promote a healthy balance, something that is sustainable for the rest of your life so you don't feel deprived and want to binge on unhealthy food all the time and feel like you're suffering when you're eating, quote, healthy food. So as you can clearly tell, there is not one single perfect body type. There have been body trends throughout history and there will continue to be. What I stress to be important above all else is to find your certain body type, your body figure, and to wear clothes that make you feel good, regardless of social trends and societal expectations. Wear clothes that are flattering to you, that are a representation of you. And if clothes don't help you feel confident in your skin, in your body, then maybe it's time to reevaluate how you feel about your body and how you feel about yourself. When you're alone and you have a minute, if you're comfortable enough, I'd love for you to go in front of the mirror and look at yourself, preferably naked, but you know, whatever you're comfortable with, and ask yourself, am I happy how I look? If the answer is yes, that's wonderful. I'm very happy for you. Truly, I am. But for those of us who might not be so lucky to be satisfied with what we see, we might be in denial or we simply might not know what to do to change for long-term results. Either way, just know you're not alone and you do have support. Don't be too hard on yourself and just take it one day at a time because we're not invested in this for the short-term results. We're invested for long-term results for the long haul. Just remind yourself of that when you beat yourself up over having a food that you label as, quote, bad. Please try to stay away from using terminology like this when referring to food, good and bad, because that unfortunately leads us to have a toxic mindset when it comes to food overall. Remember, food is fuel. Food gives you energy. Let's segue into the segment, Cheers to Your Health. The drink we are going to be mixing up today is called Golden Roots. So a fun fact that majority of you do not know about me is that my favorite hard liquor is vodka. And I like vodka because I am a sucker for Moscow mules. However, they do make mules in other kinds of forms, such as Irish uh, mules where they put in whiskey. There's Mexican mules where they do tequila. But, you know, tried and true Mexican, tried and true uh, Moscow mules are always uh, oldie but a goodie, you know, and it's my go-to default if I don't know anything else on the menu. So this drink is right up my alley, personally. The ingredients you'll need for this drink include vodka, pineapple juice, and lemon juice. This cocktail is low in calories, carbs, and sugar, since the only sugar is natural from the pineapple juice, which is healthy for you. Plus, vodka is either made from a fermented grain or potato, so it is rich in antioxidants. Vodka can also help improve heart health according to advancedmixology.com by reducing the risk of blood clots and heart disease. It can also help fight against infections with its antibacterial properties. 
The lemon and pineapple juice also play a key role in adding vitamins and minerals to the drink, like vitamin C, potassium, magnesium, and bromine, which helps to reduce inflammation within the body. I'll be recreating all of these drinks from the segment Cheers to Your Health on the Colorado Health Coach YouTube channel, so please drop by and subscribe for future health-related content. Please remember to drink responsibly, and I will have the full measurements for this cocktail linked in the description down below. And now to round out the episode, let's transition into Life Lessons From, a segment where we take a life lesson away from anything pop culture related. So anything to do with celebrities, music, TV, movies, etc. In light of recent news, I can't help but talk about the consequences of cheating because of Ned Fulmer from The Try Guys and Adam Levine making news for their recent cheating scandals. Now, I want to acknowledge what it must be like for The Try Guys themselves, their partners, the mothers of their children. What I would specifically like to address from this unfortunate event is the betrayal of a friend, a breach in trust coming from the perspective of the Try Guys. So Keith, Zach, and Eugene. For those of you unfamiliar with the Try Guys, I will go over their career briefly. The Try Guys started out as a segment slash project at BuzzFeed in 2014. A few years later, their popularity became so large that the four guys, Keith, Eugene, Zach, and Ned, departed from BuzzFeed and started their own business. Fast forward to present day, and the company is now a fairly large business with employees and sponsors relying on them. Well, recently Ned, a former member of the Try Guys, was let go because of an inappropriate workplace relationship with an employee below him when it comes to power dynamics. Essentially, he is an owner of the company and her boss. The relationship was completely inappropriate, not to mention that Ned has been married for 10 years as of this year and has two sons with his wife, Ariel, and chose to have an affair with an employee for nearly a year. I personally have been watching their content from the very beginning all the way back since their BuzzFeed days, so it was kind of shocking to see that the I love my wife guy of the Try Guys cheated on his wife. So let's remember there's a personal side and a professional side when it comes to this situation. There are several YouTube channels online covering everything when it comes to the professional side of things. So I'd like to address the personal, i.e. what to do when a friend betrays you. I will frequently be referencing an article written by TED Talk speaker Kate Anderson it is popularly said, trust takes years to build, seconds to break, and forever to repair. And this is the cold hard truth. Kate Anderson mentions getting back into equilibrium, as in letting go of a better past. It is her belief that every negative action comes from the root feeling of fear. Frank H. Crane once famously said, quote, You may be deceived if you trust too much but you will live in torment if you don't trust enough, end quote, which is something that I am personally working on myself. So in order to avoid making the situation even more damaging than it already is when it comes to a breach of trust, a break in boundaries, a betrayal, essentially, 
So what to avoid in order to make the situation even more damaging. These are things to avoid. So let all the emotions sink in, even anger, but try to avoid rerunning the scene over and over in your mind. Try to step into the other person's shoes and see the situation from their perspective. This is to see if it is a pattern towards you or just a one-time occurrence. Additional time might be needed in order to reach a better level of calmness towards the situation, helping you make more rational decisions. If you'd like to maintain the friendship, request for time to talk. Then describe your feelings using a non-blaming type of language. Then wait for a response. Make sure to do this in person. That's very important as well. That's my best advice. Listen closely with an open heart and mind to their answer. Your main goal is peace and not victory. If their main goal is victory over the situation and not peace, you've learned a lot. Just keep in mind that if someone breaks your trust, it is highly likely there will be a second and third time if you allow that. By practicing boundaries, it is the key to cultivate healthy relationships. Make sure there is a healthy give and take dynamic between the two of you. Be aware of the shift in dynamics when it comes to the both of you and pull back if they're not giving enough and try to communicate as best as you can. So I'd like to thank you all for tuning into this episode of Colorado Health Coach. If you enjoy the content, please make sure to subscribe for future episodes, rate the podcast, and leave a comment if you'd like. If you have any questions about my signature 90-day total transformation program or you'd like to schedule a free consultation, please feel free to email me at elizakingcoaching at gmail.com. That is Eliza, E-L-I-Z-A, King, K-I-N-G, coaching at gmail.com. And make sure to stay hydrated and drink your water this thirsty Thursday and every day leading up to the next upload. I hope you all have a great week. Bye!